welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, and our lovely and loyal audible viewers into episode 254 of the Get Around podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Queeley. Joining me, James Cook and Jordan Puente. As always, as I forgot to do it last week at the top of the show, I'm going to do it right now. This week's episode of the Get Around Podcast is brought to you by Jimmy John's and whatever James is eating. Jimmy John's has two locations in Traverse City. They make subs that are freaky fresh, and they do it freaky fast because they're Jimmy John's. Freak, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm eating a Jimmy John's uh, triple chocolate chip cookie right now. He really is. There you go. All right, so Synergy, baby. I love Synergy. He really is. I love Synergy. I love crinkling into the microphone. Uh, and and James chewing in my right. ear. That's that's right. uh, it's my favorite. It's my favorite thing. The nice thing is I won't have to deal with this uh, next week when breaking news. I will be there live in person for what? an episode of the Get Around Podcast. Episode two hundred and fifty-five will feature Brendan Queeley, the host, live and in person in studio. And here's the thing. So here's here's what I'm thinking for that. Uh, even though right now we've got it uh, on the docket for today's episode, uh, I do want us to each have to go through and answer the Pittsburghers player questionnaire that we sent out to them. However, I'm, excited for I'm wondering, do we save that for next week when we go through the Hot Wings gauntlet? All three of us. In, in just our show, no guest, the three of us, we eat progressively hotter and hotter chicken, probably nuggets. I don't think we're going to get it wings, but we'll do chicken nuggets. James, I know you've got the hot sauce. Uh, yeah, we got the Rick and Morty set. You got that, Sorry, right? Yo. I I still have, we can finish, maybe we don't finish, but maybe we, uh, we like about halfway through, uh, we hit uh, Da Bomb and... Uh, Try not to. Try you not sure? To die. You sure? Let's I think that might, you, you might want to save that for the end, because yeah. otherwise you might not. You might not even get through the whole show. We only might have I, half I, of a show. That's why I think it'll be so much fun, because it will be this lingering uh, death throughout the entire show. Uh, Let's go. So I, I think that will be a lot of fun. So now here's the thing: we can still do the uh, the pit spitters player questionnaire. Uh, today and I have to go. I I have to have a discussion with you guys about that because going through uh, each of their responses and typing them up uh, was really enlightening as to who these guys are and who they were, uh, especially when it comes to their most embarrassing fashion fashion choices uh, in in middle and high school. Um, so we can do that next week or i can find something else for us to do next week while we are uh drunk on hot sauce i would do the pittsburghers today and then obviously find okay. something else next week that can kind of tie Sounds into good. that can kind of tie uh, into us dying on hot sauce we could do the name draft oh or yeah something. i i have ideas I'm, i have ideas i'm excited i count me All in right. i am 100 percent I have ideas because I want us. To, I want us to. I want us to try to use our brains while we are, uh, like I said, uh, hopped up on hot sauce. There you go. Okay. We should so have. A, we should have a be, swear jar too. So <laughs> that'll be uh, that'll be next week, um, and then I think I, I. You know, it's up to you guys how we want to do this. 
Uh, I know that last I know that last year we did uh, a an extended summer break uh, from the pod, um, and I don't know if we want to see use next week as kind of our our season finale for the uh, 2022-2023 season of the Get Around Podcast, uh, or if we want to keep going throughout the summer. Uh, that is up. We could maybe hit one or two guys. here or there in the summer and do uh, like you know have some Pittsburghers players on maybe name draft. Okay, I yeah, think that's going to be almost gonna... impossible to get any uh, Pittsburghers in here since they play seventy two games in seventy six days. Right. Uh, maybe we could do like a Monday morning or with them or something. Yeah, maybe on a, even on a, do a, on a day they're home. Maybe even do a or, uh, or all star, all star week. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do a let, let's try to set up a live pod from the all star festivities. That would be epic. That would be fun. That would be epic. Would that would be fun. We could drag all the equipment out there. Um, it's still fun. It's still fun. All right, cool. So, yeah, next week, big show, episode 255. Uh, we'll feature myself live, uh, and then we will do the uh, Wings of Death, or the Nuggets of Death, I guess. Since uh, Nuggets of Death. Yeah, I still, like I said, uh, I, I've done... The bomb before and it is uh horrendous so i'm going to i'm going to come prepared i i recommend that you guys come prepared uh as well for things to help uh with the the burning sensation uh that is uh hot sauce uh my myself i'll i'm going to be bringing uh key lime pie yogurt i'll have milk and then uh Probably glazed donuts. Those are usually pretty helpful uh, in taking down, taking down the spice. So th- yeah. that's that's my trio. You guys can kind of figure out what you're going to do, but I highly, highly, highly recommend having something to help because yeah. if you don't, uh, you'll die. I'm going to watch the Gordon Ramsay episode again and see what he used because <laughs> none of it worked. None of it worked. <clears throat> Especially so, though. That's also the reason why I suggest we have a swear jar. That is so. That is the other thing that I that I was saying. Um, next week's will be uh, censored as much as I possibly can when going through the editing, um, but uh, it it won't be completely. It'll be clean. There will just be bleeps or yeah. or parts just silenced out uh, as we are as we're trying to get through it uh, because. I, I think swearing is just going to be like an involuntary reaction uh, to taking that stuff. It's going to be bad. It'll be awesome. So, It'll be so awesome. But, spe- but speaking of uh, episode 255, which is next week, let's play the area code game. Uh, episode, we, we did 254 last week. I picked Washington, D.C. because I was going to pick Washington State for uh, American Vandal. What did you guys pick? I forgot. Uh, I took Iowa for um, Star Trek because that's the birthplace of James that's Tiberius right. Kirk. Oh, yeah. Right. I yeah, Jordan picked New York. I forgot why, but I picked New York. Okay. All right, so let's look it up. Uh, area code 254, United States, is... Come on. What is it? It's Waco, Texas. <laughs> Someone. I picked Waco for 253. Oh. Wow. I could have been exactly right. All I needed to do was wait a couple of months. 
I could have been back to back. I could have had back to back right ones because I wanted to pick Washington last week, but I didn't because we found out 253 was uh, Tacoma. Yeah. And then 254 is Waco, Temple, Colleen in the state of Texas. Hey. Wow. Wow. I could, I could have been exactly right. Okay. I was a week off being, well, not a week off because we took a month off in between when we were, when we were doing a couple shows off, we a couple that. shows off, a couple shows so, off. So, all right, well, whatever. That's fine. Uh, What's your pick this? Does anybody, this? does anybody win? No one wins because it's Texas and no one was, no, no one was in Texas. No. What's so. yours for, what's yours for today? What's mine for today? Uh, that's a, it's a good question. The, uh, one I'm, I'm rewatching. Uh, do you guys remember it was a, a show on NBC? You wouldn't remember this, Jordan, because I think it came out in 1997, and you were born in 1996. Five. 1995. Okay. So it's a show on NBC called The Pretender, and it's on uh, Amazon Prime right now. Um, and so I think the most recent episode I watched, they were in Las Vegas. So I'm going to go with Nevada. I'm just taking the whole state. So for my guess for 255 is going to be Nevada. Okay. <clears throat> I don't think I've picked that before. Okay, I'm going to take New York this time. <laughs> because I just I just looked it up. I didn't look at the air code, but I said, where is Hot Ones filmed? And it is filmed in Manhattan. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, good call. Okay. I see, I see what you're doing there. He's doing some research. He's preparing himself for next week. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go to Baltimore, Maryland. I'm going to start rewatching The Wire. So have Dude, that was going to be my other pick. Baltimore, that was, Maryland. That was, all right. The Wire. Okay. It's a great show. I've probably seen it twice already. I'm going to run it one more time, three times. So it's a great show. Oh, I have I have watched it. <laughs> so, I've, I, I think I've watched the entire series at least ten times through. Yeah, it's a great show. It's one of my favorites. Oh. All right. So we've got Nevada, New York, and Maryland yep. for next week for episode 255 of the Get Around podcast. Uh, instead of a question of the week this week, we are doing questions of the week. We are doing the Pittsbitters player questionnaire. Uh, and as we go through, I'll kind of let you guys know what some of the responses were. If you haven't had a chance, uh, I would highly recommend to all of our Audible viewers out there to check out the Pittsbitters special section uh, on the Traverse City Record Eagle website. Uh, it came out uh, last Thursday. Uh, guys, I thought it was great. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it, but yeah. I, I loved it. I really did. I, I thought it was, I thought it was great the way that it was broken up between the, uh, the food items uh, that are at the park and then the get to know your 2023 pit spitters and all of that. I felt like it was a real, a very readable and easily consumable uh, special section uh, this year, and really, really liked how it turned out. You could tell a lot of them like put some thought into it. Like one, yeah. one talked about like what what movie made you cry. He gave a specific part of the movie that made mm -hmm. him cry. I thought, okay, they're really serious about this. That's cool. I yeah, like that. yeah. All right. So easy enough. Uh, name, age, and birthplace. Uh, Brendan Queeley. I am thirty-eight years old. I was born in Berwyn, Illinois, with which is a, a south suburb of Chicago. College that I attended. 
was uh, Lewis University. Well, I went to uh, Moraine Valley Community College, uh, and then I went to Lewis University, uh, and then I got my uh, bachelor's there, and then I got my master's from the University of Illinois. And as far as positions, I am the sports editor at the Traverse City Record Eagle. Uh, as far as height and weight goes, 5'10", 185 right now. I think that's where I'm where I'm sitting. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll get into everything after that. You guys uh, go ahead and go next. Uh, James, na- name, age, birthplace. Yeah, James Cook, uh, 50. Uh, hometown, I don't know, I could go with a couple different places because I lived several different places as a kid, but I'll say uh, Sheridan, Michigan, because that's where I went to high school at, at Central Montcalm. Uh, college, Central Michigan University, uh, fire up chips, and uh, position, I guess I, I would be senior sports writer at the, the Record Eagle. And I have to, height I have and to... weight would be 5'7", about two bills. Okay. And I have to go back. That's right. I, I remember that I, I changed the the wording to hometown instead of birthplace on the uh, in, in what was in the the special section. So my hometown is actually a place called hometown. No so way. Hometown, hometown Illinois is actually my hometown. Uh, that's where I was. Uh, that's where I grew up. That's where I lived and grew up. Uh, was this small little town called hometown. Uh, it's one of my favorite little quirks that I get to say about myself is that my hometown is hometown. That's it. That's you're, not so saving, cool. you're not saving that for the three tidbits, then. That is so cool. I probably should have saved that for the three tidbits. Yeah. I haven't even thought. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll, you know what? Let's. I'll, I'll cut that out. I'll cut that out, and then yeah, I will save that for for uh, uh, the tidbits uh, coming up. All right, Jordan. Uh, uh, my name, uh, Jordan Ponte. I am 27 years old. My hometown, Chino Hills, California. I uh, went to Mount San Antonio College and then transferred to Cal State Northridge, where I graduated uh, literally a month ago. <laughs> uh, I am a uh, junior reporter. Uh, I'm a sports reporter. I guess that's one way I can say yeah, that. Yeah, sports title reporter. Uh, I am 5'4 in 135. You're 5'4? Yeah, I'm like 5'4, five, 5'5. Five, five. But if I wear my shoes, I'm 5'6. If I without my shoes, I'm like five four, five five. I'm pretty wow, small. I didn't know. Yeah, I'm pretty I small. didn't realize that. Yeah, when I wear okay. shoes that like make me look taller, I gain like an extra inch or two. Okay, all right. So people all don't right, walk up song. What are what are our walk up songs, guys? Mine's fairly easy. It's been easy since Dre dropped the Chronic 2001. Small. That's still that's still DRE. I will forever want that piano intro uh, as my walk-up song um, forever in, in anything I do. I think mm-hmm. when I, if and when I get married, that will be what I walk down the aisle to. In uh, church, with nice. the lyrics going. Oh, let's go. Nice. That's epic. Friend, a that. friend of mine got married, and the, uh, the, the song that they walked down the aisle to was uh, the Imperial March from Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> That's very, that's, very nice. That is. That's dope. Uh, uh, my uh, walk-up song would be uh, Wake Up by Rage Against the Machine, nice. which is the song that oh, plays yeah. during the credits of the first Matrix movie. Good choice. Good it's choice. It's like the first like 20 minutes of that, or 20 seconds of that song. is just, just rocking. 
It'd be a great walk-up song. I was going to say the first song. 20 minutes of that song. That's the <laughs> longest song the ever. longest song? Whoa. It does go the whole credits of a of a movie, which seems to take 20 minutes. That is a long, that's a long song. All right, Jordan, your walk-up song. Yeah, mine would have to be, I mean, I used this when I was a radio host. I was able to create my own intro. So this is would be forever my intro. It is the beginning of Stargazing by Travis Scott. So it's literally just the intro, the piano. They have a bunch of music combined, piano, all that stuff. But it's just the intro of that song. The instrumental? Very nice. Yeah. Okay. All right, keeping it in the music realm, uh, musical artist or band you pretend to hate but secretly love. This is where we get into revealing a little bit about ourselves uh, more along the, the guilty pleasures when it comes to music. For me, I don't, I mean, I was kind of, I can't remember whose response this was, um, but he's like, I'm unapologetic about the music that I listen to. Uh, and he's like, I'll rock whatever I want, whenever I want. Uh, and I, I'm kind of the same way, but like, I, like, what's the, what's the artist who's like, if I'm bumping it loud in my car, I will turn down when I pull up to a stoplight so no one hears me listening to it. Oh. That's kind of, that's kind of what I will say about this. You know, that, that's how, how I'll answer it. Like, maybe I'm not pretending to, uh, to hate them but I don't want you to know that I'm listening to them. Uh, mm -hmm. And and I will say there's a lot. I, I do enjoy Harry Styles. There you go. Uh, I, I like Taylor Swift as well, so I will throw those two on there, uh, Harry Styles and, and Taylor Swift. Um, I will will listen to that fairly loudly sometimes in my car. Mm-hmm. I'll, okay, I'll throw two out there too, um, and they're both bands that I think a lot of people like to hate um, because they were way, way overplayed Ooh. for a long time. Um, so people got tired of them, and then they had other issues with the bands. But uh, uh, Creed oh. and Nickelback, <laughs> no. kind of guilty, yeah. kind of guilty pleasures. I can, you know, their hit songs. I can, I can get into that that stuff. Especially Nickelback's my, older stuff, and I know that's the that's the that's the music nerd thing. I like their old stuff, right? <laughs> but my my dad and I were having this conversation of, of when did the world turn on Nickelback? And I th because there was a while when when they first came out, they were popular and pretty well liked. I feel like the collective like conscience of people, yeah. Basically, like when Photograph came out, yeah. and we listened to how awful those lyrics were, we're like, we can't let this slide anymore. What about like, Rockstar? When we, they came we, out with Rockstar, they had that song called Rockstar. I used to play that in elementary mm -hmm. school so often. I think my mom got tired of it. Well, they just, before? they just started writing songs too that were obviously just written to be hits. That like hey. you know, just uh, they started becoming more of a party band yeah. and changed what they. Because originally their first couple albums weren't, you know. Yeah. I mean, they they have some songs that are about some pretty serious stuff, you know, like spousal abuse. Yeah. <laughs> and everything. Yeah. There's one song. It's about his dad beating his mom. I'm pretty sure about being like an abusive husband. They have some serious songs. Like really. Serious. I, I like that. I they did that one song for was it the first Spider-Man movie? Was it the first mm -hmm. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man or was it the second one? 
I know what you're talking about, but they do have hero? a song on I there. Think, yeah, Hero. I, I, yeah, I, I, I know like what you're talking about. I like that one. Mm-hmm. So, Creed, I can't, I don't think I, I don't think I ever got behind Creed. But, no. but it's, it's each their own. No. I, I like some of the songs. I, I that's I, that's the thing is with some some bands I can be like you know what I I like a few of the songs I don't necessarily like the band as a whole or I don't necessarily like their whole catalog, you know yeah. like there's other there's other bands that I think are vastly overrated, where I but I can still be like you know that that song and that song are really good, but I'm not gonna go see you in concert. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're playing the uh, the Cherry Festival. All right, uh, Jordan, who is your uh, yeah, my, musical artist that you, you turned down at a stoplight? Uh, I've actually been doing this very recently. Um, I even named my cat after this artist, specifically. Taylor wow. Swift. Yeah, my cat's name is Swifty because of Taylor Swift. So I am a pretty low-key, hardcore Swifty. I got it from my sister. So, yeah, I, I would blast Taylor Swift. Heading to a game covering, whoever game i'm covering driving through that little uh, enchanted forest blasting some taylor swift yeah survive. I've, been, I've, survive. I've been uh i don't know why but like for some reason uh delicate popped yep. back up into my i was like yep i'm gonna listen to this song you know four or five times while i'm driving <laughs> yeah. to the dog mm-hmm. park sounds good to me we should have had the funny, coaches like, oh sorry go ahead there were i, I think the majority of pitts bitters who answered that question answered with taylor swift there were yeah, a lot a of few. taylor swift there's a few in there so mm-hmm. what are you saying james i we should have had the coaches fill this out too we should have yeah and yeah. that is that is a fault of mine maybe we'll do that uh next, we'll next do that year we'll next do that. year yeah yeah for sure because yeah, I, I, I know think uh, we bring this back todd reed's uh dog is named mookie Ooh. he's got three daughters and their names are all m's and then their then their their pet is mookie okay, like mookie awesome. bets i love that my favorite player all right, ideal vacation spot. Uh, for me, it's easy. It's the place that I will be going to uh, in about uh, a month. Pentwater, Michigan. It, it, I, I don't need anything more than that. That is my, my place. That is my special, happy place right here on Earth. Easy enough. You? Um, you know, I kind of have the same thing with, South Haven, with going to South Haven just because it brings back a lot of childhood memories and stuff going there every year and stuff but uh but uh Cena and I really have our hearts set on one of these years going and taking like a a good week or, or so at least in uh in England going to Scotland uh maybe Ireland too um in England and just uh and doing that in the past I would have actually believe it or not I would have actually said Travis City <laughs> in the past but I actually live here so I'm just gonna take that off the board uh I'm actually gonna go back home um there's a place called Big Sur. It is a lot of people up where I'm from, they tend to take their vacations up to Big Sur. It is where the ginormous, uh, I forgot what type of trees they are, but they're like over 200 plus years old trees. You're in the forest. It is it is a, it is an awesome vibe. Like it's just to yourself. Like you kind of have no cell service. So you're really like in the forest. I used to go take vacations up there when I was a kid, so that's my destination spot. Big Sur, California. Very nice. Very nice. All right, this next one, uh, I'm very interested uh, to talk <laughs> to you guys about. Um, one, and I will admit this flat out, I am, I'm a, I'm a crier. When it comes to movies and TV shows, it is, I mean, even commercials, honest to God, 
uh, moments make me cry. I was at uh, AEW Collision on Saturday night, and I was getting teary-eyed uh, a- after the show because uh, there was a pretty cool like post-show moment. Um, so, but this question was: TV show or movie? Uh, guaranteed to make you cry. Uh, I was surprised that only one person from the Pittsbitters brought this up, uh, and that was the "Hey Dad, want to have a catch?" line from Field of Dreams. Yeah. Okay. So I I remember I was uh, I think I had I had just graduated. I think I had just graduated high school, or maybe it was the year year after. But I I tore my ACL. Uh, during the summer playing basketball and I was laid up. We had a family party uh, here at my parents' house and we had a family party. Everyone was out in the backyard having a great time, going in the pool, playing basketball in the basketball court, uh, just enjoying themselves. I was in a leg immobilizer because I couldn't move because I had torn my ACL, my MCL, and and meniscus. Um, And... All I could do was sit in the air-conditioned house and watch movies. So I was sitting in the recliner. Uh, Field of Dreams came on. When it came on, I was the only person in that room. By the time it got to the end, all of my uncles and male cousins had gathered around the TV. And it was about 40 men and boys trying their best not to cry in front of each other when that scene came on. And it was dead silent. And all you could hear was some sniffles, some hard swallows, and things like that. It was the funniest damn thing. Looking back on it, so funny. So for me, obviously, that, that, that's an answer. But there are so many others. So many. I mean, there are just, just so many that it's impossible to, uh, to even name one. But I'll, I'll, I'll go with that one. You. Yeah, I'd say um, I, I don't. I don't know reason. I don't know the reason why, but Miracle. I mean, you know, I really like oh. the movie Miracle. Oh yeah, great movie. There's just the but. There's a bunch of times in that one. The one where he's just yelling at him again, yeah. where he makes him run or makes him skate yeah. the length of the mm-hmm. thing. He just says again, again, and again. But the the part where he says, "Who do you play for?" Yeah, and he keeps asking him that, and they keep getting it wrong until finally one of them says, "The United States of America." <clears throat> Goosebumps. Yeah. 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 Just got him. Same. Just got him. Because I I know that, yeah, that that moment is is awesome. That is awesome. Jordan, for you? Uh, All right. So I had a few. I was going to say the ending of The Green Mile. Uh, Very old. Are you both familiar with the movie The Green Mile? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the ending of that. But recently, I was catching myself watching the new Spider-Man again. And I caught myself actually tearing up. I that movie's been out for a couple of years. So I'm assuming some people have seen it. Uh, when Spider-Man asks Doctor Strange to erase from everyone knowing who he is, including his girlfriend, so no one knows who he is, Peter Parker is, essentially. I thought that was really sad because when he goes and meets up with his girlfriend, he doesn't approach her. He just leaves it. Just lets it be. So, like, he's to himself. He's by himself. I thought that was really sad because I went through the whole, what is it, Marvel thing and then you just end it with that i was just kind of i was crushed i was even crying in theaters when that happened so i was crushed i i will say that the 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 one moment where i had like i was in a movie theater and i was trying to stifle heaving heaving sobs 
Like what movie? Like like was it was uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows oh. uh, Part Two? Yeah, yeah. Snape Snape's death mm-hmm. and the flashback in the, in the thief and and the uh, the always line. I was in the theater and I was convulsing. I was crying so hard, and I knew it was coming. I read the books. I read the books <laughs> before going to see the movie. I knew it was going to happen. And then they did such a beautiful job of of putting it on screen. Yeah, absolutely killed me. I could talk all day about things that make me cry. But let's move on to our favorite book as a child. Uh, favorite book as a child. Um, this one is, is easy for me uh, because I still have a 1967 copy of this book. Uh, it is called The Firehouse Cat. And it is about uh, a stray cat that wants to be a firehouse dog. Uh, and because it's a dog, it, uh, because it's a cat, it can't be a dog, obviously, but eventually it becomes a firehouse cat. And, uh, it's odd that for someone who loves, uh, dogs as much as I do, that my favorite book is about a cat, but I guess because it's a, it's about a cat that wants to be a dog, I guess it works, but <laughs> yeah. So the, the firehouse cat, uh, is, was my favorite book, uh, as a child. What about you guys? As a kid, I used to read uh, a lot. Anytime I could find a new one, I would read those, the, the Choose Your Own Adventure books. Ooh. You remember those? Ooh. Where you would get to like the end of a little section and it would, you, could, you would make a choice and then you would skip to a different page based on what your yeah. choice was. And, it would, yeah. and you would Ooh. flip back and forth and, and then it would, it would end. I mean, you could essentially kill your own character <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and everything. But I used to read those. All the time. I used to, like, whenever the library would get a new one, I would, I was checking that out. Yeah, Goosebumps used to do that. R.L. Stein had a couple of Choose Your Own Adventure Goosebumps books. Um, and speaking of, I mean, I, I don't know, I think I, that was probably, Jordan, after your time, or before your time, and James, after yours. I don't know if you were into Goosebumps, but I read every single Goosebumps book I own as, uh, I as a kid. I owned a set of Goosebumps books when I was a kid. Those were pretty popular when I was in like first or second grade. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, but mine actually, so talking about owning sections of books, it's kind of hard to choose because they made a collection of these. They're called the Little Magic Treehouse. I used to be obsessed with the Little Magic Treehouse books. They had one where they were back in the dinosaur times. There was one where they were in a revolutionary war and then there was one where throughout the Civil War. Like, basically, it's just these brother and sisters, they go to Magic Treehouse and they go through different times of, of uh, our eras, like different histor- historical times. I I thought that was really cool. I used to be obsessed with those books. Anytime they made it, new I, ones, I would buy them. I think there were at least two or three pit spitters that had Magic Treehouse as, as their answer. I was looking uh, right now. It's a... For... Uh, for that one, so you're you're in you're in good company, Jordan. Um, I, that. yep. That's what I grew up with reading. I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm kind of in, within the same age. I'm surprised. Yeah. All right. Most famous person you've met for me. This is uh, this one's easy. If you guys uh, go uh, look uh, on my desk there at the uh, Traverse City Record Eagle, you will see a picture of me uh, with three other guys and Rob Riggle. What? Pretending pretending to pee on the New York Times building. Uh, I I was on a, a segment of The Daily Show uh, back in 2008. 
I played uh, I played Bob the engineer, uh, and yes, I, I pretended to pee on the New York Times uh, building in New York City with Rob Riggle, and so he is also uh, the nicest guy. Uh, despite the characters that he plays uh, in, in movies and TV shows, he is an absolute sweetheart. He was so nice, uh, took the time to talk to me and like had a real conversation with me. So it was it was very cool. So yeah, was that uh, John, uh, Rob Riggle. Was that when John Stewart was hosting? Yes. Wow, that's dope. Yep. So he didn't go up to him and go in the face. <laughs> I, I did not. So that was 2008. When did Hangover come out? When did Hangover come out? It came out? out around that time. I will be about around then, maybe. Oh, I don't know. I think, no, I think it came out my freshman year, so maybe 2010, I believe. Okay. So, yeah, that was 2008 when I met him. 2009. Uh, no, 2009. Okay, so this was, this was, this was pre-Hangover. Okay. This pre he probably already filmed it. So he would have known what you were yeah. talking about. If you were, he would have thought you were a time traveler. If you were, yeah, exactly. If you were a time traveler. Uh, what about you, James? Uh, I, I one time got into uh, an elevator and was on the on the elevator with Barry Sanders. Ooh. And uh, I could not get myself to bother him or ask for an <laughs> autograph or anything. I just like let it be. Respect that. Respect um, that. And. Uh, I didn't even talk. I didn't even. I didn't even talk to him. You're starstruck. You're like, wow, this is Barry Sanders. Yeah, I mean, it was at, it was at a Lions game. Okay. And everything, so I'm kind of like, you know, okay, I, 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 I can't be asking people for autographs at a sporting event. Wow. <laughs> kind of like ethically sports, ethically, you know, or whatever. So I, I decided not to, you know, fanboy. I could easily choose the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Dan Gilbert, but I have to take it back to I. I was able to be a seat filler for the ESPYS when I was like in high school, so I I sat next to Jim Plunkett at one point, and then I sat next to <laughs> uh, one, and I sat next to was it Charles Woodson, and then I sat next to multiple other athletes. But by the time the whole thing ended, I walked up to Chris Berman, and I was able to get a photo and just chat with Chris Berman and. I grew up, and I still do, I grew up idolizing Chris Berman, so to be able to take a photo with Chris Berman as a kid, that was, still to this day, one of the, that was a fun day. So Chris Berman. Very cool. Very cool. All right, this one is the one that I've been looking forward to the most. Uh, Most embarrassing fashion choice in middle and or high school. Interesting thing about this, and I didn't know this was a thing, uh, also, not really all that embarrassing, but, but, of the 24 responses that we got from the Pittsburghers players, I, I think at least 18 of them said neon, like some sort of neon clothing. It was big with with high socks and stuff like that. Yep. Was it? It was pretty brutal. Yep, it was brutal. There was a time where, like my school, we had a rally of where people got to dress up in neon. It looked like, uh, man, uh, just, yeah, that was. That was a time. That was a time. What a time that was. <laughs> so I I have had so many bad fashion choices in my life. In sixth grade, I went through a vest-wearing phase. Ooh. In sixth grade, yeah, I wore vests, sweater vests. Um, there, were, there were times when, like, uh, I... Uh, the suit that I was bought, I would just wear the suit over a white, or not the, 
like the suit vest. I would just wear that over a white t-shirt with jeans. Um, that was ridiculous. Um, it's a bold I, choice. I, I think, that is bold. I, I think about it and I'm like, <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, I had a, I had a vest wearing phase that I'm that kind of kid. Um, I, uh, I wore the, the Janko jeans, the sewer cap jeans, the, sh- with the, the huge wide legs. I wore those one time only, only one time, but I still did. Uh, I got made fun of without mercy at, at school that day. Uh, it was absolutely brutal. And I went, all right, well, I'm never, I'm never doing that again. Uh, but I, I will say there is a photo of me as a senior in high school and I have frosted tip blonde hair <gasps> braces, which aren't necessarily a fashion choice. Uh, uh nobody would was, choose those. Was, no one chooses I was, braces. <laughs> especially when you're like 17 or 18 years old and you have braces. Um, that's my sister. I had... I had those, uh, I had the, the eyeglasses, the transition eyeglasses that changed from regular to sunglasses when you went outside. Um, I had uh, one of those, it wasn't a puka shell necklace, but it was a bead necklace. Okay. I wore one of those. Uh, basketball shorts, uh, a cutoff tank top t-shirt, and then... Knee-high white socks and black Adidas sandals. There is a photo of me in this outfit. Wow! It's the, it's the worst thing, and I'm this skinny, awkward, gangly-looking, goofy kid. It's brutal. So that to me is, is the that most doing, embarrassing. Is that during the nineties? So no, that would have been uh, two thousand and two, two thousand and three. Got it. Not great. Not great. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I uh, like through, I think middle school and into high school. I think I, I always had like a members only jacket. What? I, I so that. want one of those. So I do really I. They're I so, really want one. So do I. Really? Yeah. Dude, uh, I thought they were pretty. Yeah. I thought they were pretty yeah, universally were... hated. Now they are. I mean, I, uh, I think they're. They I think now. they're making a. They're, they're making a comeback making a because comeback. they're so bad. No, yes. because there's fashionably be like. Pe- I know people that wear it specifically for fashion. Really? That's why they're making a comeback. Really? Yeah. I would. I know I people think who so. want. I wouldn't to... think so. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, they, one of the trends that I, I saw I had some was the acid wash jeans. Oh. Of course, you know. Um, I think I had some of those. Those are those are horrible. Um, uh, high top sneakers, like real high top sneakers. Like I wasn't a basketball player. I was, you know, in high school. I was like five three. I was the smallest kid in my high school of six hundred people, or smallest guy in in high school of six hundred people. So, uh, you know, I'm not playing. I'm not. I I would play basketball, but I wasn't good at basketball. Oh man. And for very, I think very briefly, I think I started to to do this and then i just i very quickly said no um is then a bunch of guys in school were doing would have a a a hairstyle that had a rat tail and i don't know if you know what that it's just like a little thing in the back a a small strand on the back that would just come come down it's like a mini mullet like if you just let one like one inch long or half inch wide section be a mullet and the rest of it's your regular haircut 
I think I, I think I was like, yeah, I mean, man, I'll try that. And then I was like, no, this is dumb. <laughs> this is dumb. I'm, I'm, I not gonna, I'm not going to do that. I forgot about, I had one of those. Yeah. For, way. A, long, for a long time. Some um, of the guys in our they, school would grow them out. They'd they, be like they, six, eight inches long. They, they have a rat tail hanging down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mine, mine. Yep. Oh, my God. I forgot about <laughs> that. Flashbacks. Oh, God. But, oh, but I had flashbacks. That's, the, that's but I, the answer, James. But I had I mean, my members only I, jacket, I, I and then I had like my hair like parted off to the side and slicked back and everything. Like, So when I was like a freshman in high school, I already looked like about a 35-year-old accountant. <laughs> <laughs> James, I'm I'm legit. I'm feeling shame over here. I'm legitimately embarrassed because I'm, I I'm like, oh my god, that's right. I had the rat tail, and you know what? It wasn't my fault. That was my parents' choice. They were the ones that really do it. But oh my god! Wow. <sighs> All right, Jordan, yours. I uh, um, jeez. Honestly. Yeah, kind of the funny thing is, I mean, I haven't really switched up much. Most of the stuff I used to wear back in like junior high, high school, kind of the same in a sense, like shorts, high socks, sneakers, t-shirt, hat, backwards. But I know there was a time where, I don't know if these, I mean, I certainly don't wear these anymore, but there used to be these zipper pants where you unzip the pants and it becomes shorts. And then yep. you zip it back off into the pants. I used to own several pairs pairs of those. I don't own them anymore, but I used to hate wearing those because at the time, like, you're trying to, like, impress people, I guess. Like, junior high, high school, you're trying to impress some people. Yeah, I hated wearing those, but my mom insisted that I wear those. So I would wear those and immediately, like, take off the pants, the cargo pants stuff. So it just makes it look like I'm wearing shorts. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, as far as, that's pretty much it. Like, I, I kind of still just the same as I did back in high school, in a sense. That, that also reminded me, Jordan, um, I, I went through, um, a corduroy pants phase oh as well. Anybody else have one of those? I think I had a pair, but I did not like them. No. I the noise wore, that they made, it yes. just bothered me. Yes. Here's, here's the thing, though. They were extremely popular in my the popular kids wore corduroy pants. The cool kids wore corduroy pants in my in my school, and so I was like, "Well, I gotta get those because I want to be a cool kid." And so, yeah, like baggy corduroy pants were a cool oh. thing when I was in middle school. Oh, my I got goodness. it now. I used to. Okay, <laughs> I finally got it now. Baggy <laughs> pants. I used to wear those a lot in high school. Back in the day, I mean, you got to remember, I was a kid, naive kid. I just wanted to be like everybody else. Yeah, I was, I I don't do this anymore. Obviously, I'm a lot grown. I used to sag my pants, throw the belt on, shoelace belts, and then high socks, high shoes, and just a regular white tee. I would go to school sometimes looking like that. And back then, like, obviously, it's not the look. But, yeah, I mean, you used to do that shoelace as a belt, that's how it used to be. So yeah, you should be you should be ashamed of yourselves. Exactly, that's, that's, that's terrific. See what I'm saying? That's awesome. Did, right, you, did you guys okay. have moon boots when you were a kid? No. Uh, I know what the, I know what the, yes. I know what those are though, but no. Yeah, moon, yes. moon boots with the uh, with the the bread bags inside. <laughs> Keep your yep. feet from getting yes. wet. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. All right, we could we could talk about this one all day. Uh, Jeez. 
but let's uh, let's move on. Best meal that you have ever had. Um, that's tough because I love food, um, but I I, th- I think oh, best meal I've ever had. This is a really this is a tough one for me. I don't uh, know. I already know mine. Yeah, go for it. All right. So um, I even told my co- so my cousins are going back to California. So they asked for recommendations. Obviously, I gave them a whole bunch of recommendations. Um, there's this place around the corner from where, I, where my apartment was back at school. It's kind of like Chick-fil-A, but it's 10 times better. Uh, it's called Hawaiian chicken. So they put the Hawaiian rolls, like they put the chicken in the Hawaiian rolls, add their sauce on it, throw some cabbage on there, whatever you want, and I would spice it. So mine would be extra hot, like spicy. Eating that with the, the fries and the sauce and the Coke, yeah, still t- I went broke eating that because it was right across the street from my apartment. So 10, yeah, that, that's mine. The Hawaiian chicken spot in Northridge, California. That's mine. I will, I'll, I'll say, give me a perfectly cooked prime rib Ooh. with garlic mashed potatoes, uh, pepper and corn souffle, and then asparagus and mushrooms. Follow that up with a warm brownie sundae with vanilla ice cream, caramel, whipped cream, chocolate sauce, uh, and then throw the switch on the electric chair. Go ahead and tell me <laughs> after that. Um, I'm happy. <laughs> oh man, what about you, James? I have this one that sticks out when I was on a I was on a road trip when I was was younger, and we were driving around out west, and I think it was in Utah or Colorado maybe Kansas even we'd been driving for uh, we, we covered I think like thousands and thousands of miles in 12 days uh, me and this one buddy of mine we just nice. and uh we went to this one restaurant for breakfast it was a Mexican restaurant called Las Abuelitas it's not the chain restaurant that they have look at that which in oh. it's Spanish translates to grandmother I think um and I just got like the the breakfast steak you know that they had. I'm like, oh, this is probably not going to be great, but I, I'm a big steak and eggs guy, and when I go out for breakfast, and it was the most tender, juiciest steak, <laughs> and not expensive or anything, and I was just like, oh my god, I had like an out of body experience. <laughs> I that think. made you cry. It was. I was just that like, made you cry. I need to come back to this place, and that, I, yeah, if, no if, idea. Yeah. Yeah. It was just amazing. I don't know what they had marinated that thing in or or what, but it was just like the it was like the best one of the best steaks I've ever had in my life. That sounds so good. All right. All right, good. three uh three questions left. Uh lock screen on your cell phone. This one's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. My dogs. Uh I and the nice thing I like is my my cell phone. Um I can grab a a a live photo and if I just hold on it, it moves. So that's really cool. So that's what I have. Uh, that's what I've got. James, uh, mine is my wife, um, uh, and she's she's in her I think a Green Bay Packers jersey, and it's at a fantasy football draft from years ago that we were at, and this will tell you how long ago it was at the Hooters in Traverse City. Whoa, um, which no longer exists. It's no longer exists, and she's got two of the giant uh, beer glasses of beer, oh, the two dope. huge steins of beer in her hand and uh, coming back to the table and I just like snapped a photo and it turned out pretty well and 
and it's just been there ever since. That's dope. That's cool. Uh, mine uh, just recently last was it? I went back in November. Took a fo- it was just a photo of me and my two baby cousins. Just because it's the first time I got a photo with them together. So uh, it's like a candid photo. So it's like you can tell like it's not like planted. So yeah, it's just a candid photo of me and my two cousins, my baby cousins. So. Yeah. All right. Very nice. All right. Athletes you enjoy watching. Uh, for me, this is uh, easy because I consider them to be athletes. And those are uh, professional wrestlers. Uh, number one for me, my boy Will Ospreay. Uh, and then from there, uh, I'll go uh, Kenny Omega. Those, those two that I really enjoy. And surprise, surprise, they are wrestling this Sunday at Forbidden Door. Nice. Which I should have been going to in Toronto. Uh, but unfortunately, life happens and I won't be going. So, what about you guys, your athletes that you love to watch? Uh, back in the day, Barry Sanders. Mm. I mean, he's the greatest running back of all time, um, I think. I agree. But yeah, just, I agree. Just, just watching him, I mean, Lions weren't very good back then, and he still made them uh, must-see games, just because you're just like... How many guys is Barry Sanders going to make look stupid even when he doesn't have anybody hardly blocking for him? So, I can't really think to one. I know a lot of these players, they had multiple. One is Shohei Otani because that is just a unicorn that we will never get to see. I will never get to see again in my lifetime. Uh, Shohei. Did you see the stat about yes. him? The stat that came out? That he, Unreal. The Angels in every batting category and every pitching category? Owns them all. Owns them all. Nuts. That, that's unreal. Absolutely nuts. So I'm I'm in, I'm enjoying that time, being able to watch Shohei whenever I can. And then as far as the other one, we just recently saw him, Nikola Jokic, the Joker. Uh, um, yeah, I, I'm, I don't like that he's a Nuggets, but I can appreciate how great he is. To average a triple-double in the playoffs, yeah, I, I've never got to see that in my lifetime. And I know people who are around Wilt, Kareem, Magic, all of those guys, they got to see that type of, like, tenacity, coolness. This is my, that I'm able to see this, so mine is Nikola Jokic, Jokic, the Joker. All right, very nice. And then the last question here that we have, three interesting facts about yourself. I, I can start. I've already kind of spoiled two of them. Uh, but yes, my hometown is a place called hometown. My hometown is hometown, hometown, Illinois. Uh, I have appeared on an episode of the daily show. Uh, that is also an interesting fact about myself. Uh, and that, uh, I was a nationally published poet, uh, by the time I was in eighth grade. Whoa. That's dope. Yeah. That's so cool. Nationally recognized and published poet by the, you still write poetry or no? I was in eighth grade. You still write poetry or no? I do not write. I do not write poetry anymore. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I, I give it up for those people who do. But I, I I'm not nearly as um, introspectively creative uh, as I once was uh, back in the day. So, yeah. All right. So those are the, those are the three about me. What do you think of three, James? You got one. Uh, let's see. Uh, <clears throat> I have, I have an attic in our house that. Uh, we have two kind of like knee wall attics on either side of the upper floor of our house. And the one on my side is at least half full 
of boxes of Star Wars toys still in their original packaging. Are you serious? You're Steve Carell. You're Steve Carell's character from the forty-year-old version. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got, kinda, kinda you have, yeah. You have twenty million dollars worth of stuff sitting in your attic. And Literally, sell it. Literally, it's not like the original nineteen seventies stuff. It's more. It's more of like I collected the stuff like starting probably nineties. I would say you know when they came out with the the when they re-released the movies and they kind of re-released all the action figures. So a lot of it's from from then on, but but yeah. At one point, I was hoping that it would be my retirement fund, but I don't think it's going to be. A lot of the stuff's not worth that much money, but uh, be surprised. I still need to go through those boxes. It's it's an embarrassing amount of stuff. <laughs> Any other stuff? Or just three, just one. Um, I can literally say that I know what it's like to be hit by a Mack truck. Oh God! Okay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Wow, okay. What a twist. I bet it hurts. I bet that hurts. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah, I woke up two days later. <laughs> Got a lot of questions, man. I'm glad you're sitting here. Got a lot of questions. I'm glad you're sitting here. Uh, um, and uh, and I can do, a, a, I, th- I think, a fairly solid, solid uh, Beavis impression. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. We won't ask you to do it. Nope. Okay, uh, good. But I, I, can, I can also do but, Butthead, but uh, yeah. I used to watch that show incessantly when I was in college. Hmm. All right. All right, Jordan. Finish us off here, buddy. Three interesting facts about yourself. Uh, Other than uh, you're 5'4", which is crazy. So I don't know if this would be interesting, but um, I mean, depending on who you were asked. Uh, I beat cancer when I was three months old, so that's uh, one interesting fact about myself. Um, I we. Honestly, like, I didn't really put much thought into thinking about three things about myself. Uh, honestly, that's pretty the big. That's honestly the biggest one, I guess. I mean, you, you chose to move for, to Michigan. From oh California. yeah, another one. Yeah, a California kid decides to move up and live in Traverse City, Michigan for a year. Survived that. Uh, and then one last one about myself. Ooh, honestly. Never give up, but because it, it took me nine years to finish college, so never give up, kids. Hell yeah. Awesome. Awesome message. And a stellar note uh, to finish the Pittsburghers player questionnaire out on. Uh, let's quickly move into the pulse since we have uh, just – that took way longer than I thought it was going to. Yeah, um, we're at uh, 55 minutes. We're at 55 minutes. So you know what? <laughs> we aren't even going to we aren't gonna do the pulse. What we're going to do is we're going to say congratulations to Gaylord Softball for winning a state championship. And we are going to get into our interview, uh, James and Jordan's interview, uh, with Gaylord Softball Division II state, championship, uh, state champions, Brawley Miller, Lexi Shepard, and Taylor Mogenberg. <laughs> Podcast is happy to have on Gaylord softball state champion players Lexi Shepard. Thank you for having us. Yeah, Brawley Miller. Hi, thanks for having us. And Taylor Mogenberg. Uh, thanks for having us. Hey, congrats, man. I got through the intro without messing it up. This is the first take. I'm, I'm proud of myself. Uh, <laughs> Just keep it rolling, Duke. Like the like, like the the guests for like the last six guests are probably like listening to this and being like.
Wow. Yeah, you messed it up on ours. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so you guys, fresh off state championship. First for your guys' school since 2007. So 16 years. It's about as old as you guys are. <laughs> um, just what is, what is the feelings of finally doing this, accomplishing this? Um, I think for me, it's still pretty surreal, even though it's been almost two days. I feel like I still don't feel all the feelings yet. Um, still coming down from that high. Um, but I'm just still feeling really good but like I don't think it's all sunk in yet yeah I'd have to say the same it's kind of like overwhelming honestly because mm-hmm. we haven't gone one place and not been talked to about it yet so here you are yeah here you are you not getting asked about it yeah uh, now you're getting bugged by us pretty much I think it's just <laughs> like a dream like this has always been our dream to win a state championship and it's finally happened so mm-hmm. yeah. the one thing is different about like baseball and softball or soccer is you win a state championship and then you don't get to go to school a couple of days later and yeah. and have everybody pat you on the back as you walk down the hallways because school's already over. Mm-hmm. Like like basketball or football players, they get to walk down the, mm-hmm. the hallway. They get that. It's just a different thing for spring sports, but at least you guys got the day off today, right? Yeah. Um, so what the playoff run that you guys had, what what would you say was the toughest game or the game that you thought was the closest to maybe you not pulling it out? Uh, Divine Child. Um, yeah. Which was our semifinal game. That one was a tight one. A little bit nerve-wracking, but we did what we had to do and we pulled through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would say the same thing. At first, I thought it was going to be Escanaba, but then... We made that one kind of easy. <laughs> so kinda. Yeah. Kind of? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, you kinda? destroyed them. Yeah. I would say Divine Child. Yeah. I guess, go. so let's go back to the Escanaba game a little bit. Last year, you you lose to them in a walk-off in the seventh, I think, right? Yeah. In a one-run one game. And then this year, same pitchers matchup. Mm-hmm. Same pitcher that kind of shut you guys down last year, and you just destroyed them. What was the difference? between last year's game against Escanaba and this year? We've been really working on that rise ball and just getting on top of the ball and staying through it, so I think that made a world of a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not play last year due to an ACL tear, so I can't speak much about last year's game, but this year's game um, I just did what I had to do to help my team, and I know it was really fun being back and helping them out, and it mm-hmm. was just a really fun experience. Yeah. yeah, I would definitely say we were a lot more prepared. Like, our coach helped us out a lot on mm-hmm. how to work with it. So, yeah. Did you expect it to be, was it 13 to 1 or 14 to 1? 13 to 1. Yeah. Did you expect it to be a lopsided game like that? I mean, given that it was number one versus number two? Uh, no. They scored a touchdown. They so. scored yeah. two touchdowns. Was it? Did you think so? Yeah, I think we kind of just, like, after we blew it wide open, they, like, their Escanaba, their only thing that they have that they use as a weapon is they like to get inside your heads. And once, like, you overcome that and you overpower it and you stay true to your game, I think it makes them kind of almost crumble a little bit. And I think that's where we capitalized and made it a not-so-close game. You mentioned mm-hmm. they get inside your heads also. How did they get inside your heads in a sense? Like, did you chat with you guys? Did you like um, smack talk? Like, how 
Yeah, they're really loud in their dugout, and they bring a lot of noise, and they bring a lot of attitude. So it got to feel nice to put, like, two touchdowns minus the extra point on, yeah. the, on them. Yeah. As opposed to last season where you guys got walked off on. Yeah, that, exactly. That's, mm-hmm. I believe that. Yeah. I, one thing I noticed in you guys is your, your pregame warm-ups are incredibly, I don't know how you – energetic and, <laughs> I don't know, very fast-paced. I would say. And and it, you don't see that from a lot of other teams. Do you think other teams kind of find that intimidating? Because you, you guys are just out there just going boom, 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 boom in pregame warm-ups. And it's it's like three times faster, I would say, than anybody else, what anybody else does. And, and I saw Vicksburg in the finals just watching you guys yeah. during. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> I'm like, I'm like that, I wonder if they're intimidated yeah. by that. Yeah, they probably are. It's just the way we go about things that matters. And that they What they see is not what we're doing necessarily, but it's just the way we go about things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like they, they, they were doing their warm and it's like one coach was up there hitting the ball. He'd let the person field it, throw it to first, and then, then throw it back to catcher. You guys are doing the thing where there's multiple balls in play, so there's always a ball going out, always a ball going in, and it's just it, totally maximizing your time, I guess. But other teams have to see, like, dang, this is a well-oiled machine. I would have just been standing there watching that. <laughs> like, wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> was that something that you noticed? Yeah. When I was catching, I looked over to the dugout, and they were all like, wow, like looking <laughs> at each other. So, yeah, it definitely intimidates people. We've had other people come up to our coaches and say, like, I'd literally pay admission to watch your girls' pregame. So, <laughs> it's... it's <laughs> I mean, and we don't really notice it because we don't really pay attention to other people's warm-ups, but, like, it's just all we've ever known, so I don't feel like there is really much of a difference um, mm-hmm. there that we notice anyways. Um, it's just the way we've always been taught to, like, go about things, so it's really not any different or out of the ordinary for us. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the contrast between what you guys do and what other teams tend to do, or most teams tend to do, is pretty noticeable <laughs> as, as far as warm-ups. It's just, uh, but by now, you guys have done this for years and years. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is, I think this is probably just something of Coach Jones is, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's something you guys are just used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I, I guess I got to ask, so who lost the home run chain? I think it the was just, <laughs> I think it was left at somebody's house. No, it was left at the hotel. Oh, oh, okay. So it's not so lost, it was just yeah. n- not brought to the game. Yeah. Players that got pulled up, kind of. Yeah. She's so. He substituted it for the hat. Yeah. Yeah. Hat, so. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. That's why Jaden went out and bought the hat. Yeah. Are you just not learning about this, like right now? Okay. Well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't hidden inside the park or anything? Not this year, no. No. Did you have you before? Yes. You get to wear the chain then, though, right? That's a home yeah. run. Like, yeah, that's that's an impressive. Like, what? Like, yeah. You're using your speed and your They agility. excluded you from the home run chain because it wasn't over the fence? We didn't have it last year. Yes, we, we did. did. We had that exact same chain last year. Yeah, yeah, you had the chain last year. Yes. Yeah, yeah like I remember, I remember seeing that in the playoffs. Like, for those like, who don't, like have never seen it. Gold chain. It's like a big plastic gold chain. It's a big plastic gold chain it with this like yellow circle on it that has a bomb on it that says queen. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That goes hard. You guys need to get that back somehow. That's, that's pretty cool. 
Well, you okay. can make a new so one. somebody's still in possession of it. They just didn't have it at the game. So we yeah. needed, a, needed a, re- a replacement. Yeah. And the hat worked pretty well. Yeah. The hat was fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Lexi, talk about, did you realize or when did you find out that you tied a record for the state finals? Um, after the game. I think I was just sitting on the bus and Brawley and I were talking about it. And then my, actually my uncle told me that I did. So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Yeah. And I don't, did you said, did you, were your four hits? That's got to be like I up there, right? I tied it. I tied I did it. the same thing Lexi did. I tied going four for four in the state championship game. That was the record. So. Well, that's got to be sweet. Yeah, mm. it was cool. I didn't, yeah, we were both reading the same article and we happened to come across it because we were in the same article about it and they had said that we both had tied records. So that was pretty cool. Us just sitting on the bus talking about it and just coming across that. It was, it was cool. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then, so I, I showed you the one photo after the game. Have you yeah. have you taken the one <laughs> getting hit by the pitch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what, what was that? What was that like? I mean, that caught you like flush in the thigh, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it hit me in the thigh. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> Ow. And again, a game like that, are you? Is it just adrenaline? Or are you? No, I felt it. Yeah, <laughs> you felt it. Yep, I felt it. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> she got her runner and she immediately came to the bench and iced that sucker. It wow. was, yeah, it was instant bruise. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I got hurt. That's why I don't play baseball. <laughs> Can't do that. <laughs> I got hit once. I cried. And I was like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm done with baseball. Oh, I, I took one one time. I took one to the head. That's when I knew. I was like, yeah, I'm done. I can't do I, that anymore. I was playing like. I was in junior high. I was playing like rec league adult softball and and some this one guy just. Wait. I was playing shortstop, and this guy just crushed one, and it was at the Civic Center Fields, oh. and they have there's little there's little stupid pebbles in there all over the place, mm-hmm. and it hit a pebble and took a bounce right over my glove and got me like inside of the thigh, oh. and this guy crushed it too. I mean, this is you know it's like a 40 year old dude that had been playing softball <laughs> for a long time, and oh. that, I had a bruise there for weeks. You could see this, you could see the laces of the ball and the bruise. Nice. <laughs> that is brutal. Uh, so, um, all of you guys who were playing softball, or when did you all, like, we can go down the, well, when did you guys start playing softball? I think I started at, like, five or six, somewhere around there. You? Yeah, same. We all started, I think, around the same time. Yeah. We all played Little League together, um, and then kind of just stayed together and progressed from there. How cool mm-hmm. is it? Like, you, you grow up with the same people, and you end it with uh i mean you guys still have a whole nother season like that's kind of crazy for me yeah. to think about you still have a whole nother season but for this season to cap it off with a state title run losing only a few games dominating the number one team in the state i mean is this like some type of like dream that y'all living in right now knowing that you still have another season remaining to continue this pretty credible run that you guys have been able to go on yeah the bonds and the memories that we made will not be forgotten definitely like this is really Um, Yeah, it's really special. Like, not many people ever at all get to experience what we experience, and especially the part where we've all grown up together and we've all been best friends since we were little, and then continuing that um, through a passion of a game that also brought us even more closer together. Um, it's, It's really cool, and I don't know, the fact that we only have one year left is really sad to think about because 
we've this is this is all we've ever known like we've known nothing else so like we got a little bit of a taste um when our slammers travel team broke apart um and then we all had to go find new teams and that was quite the adjustment like not being together for a whole season but then coming back and playing high school together um it was really cool because now we're all back together and I think we all just have that bond and that camaraderie that nobody else has and I think that plays part in our game and um is a really huge piece of it did you guys ever like talk about like when you guys were going up together like hey how cool would it be for us to win a state title here at Gaylord and then here you guys are you actually did it yeah I think that we've been thinking about this for a long time when we lost our freshman year that's like all we've been thinking about so it, it really does feel great to win Man, that's so cool. Imagine mm-hmm. growing up with, like, the people that you grew up with and you wind up winning a state top. That's sick. <laughs> I think it's a good thing. What, uh, so what cool. travel teams do you guys play with? I play with the 231 Fusion out of Traverse City. Okay. Um, I play with the Mid-Michigan Bolts um, out of Bay City. I play with the Mojo Abernathy team out of Jackson, Tennessee. So. Yeah. Then there's okay. how many, so how many of there are you that do that? I know the Joneses and you. Yeah. I think that's it from our team. From our team. Oh, how did Taylor's you? Yeah. Pick up. Yeah, yeah up you've played a couple games with them, right? And so is Alexis Kozowski. She's picked up with us for a tournament. Yeah. So, so how, how do you pull that off? Yeah. How long of a it's drive a is that? It's, it's a lot because we, we play basically all over the country. Yeah. So it's Where a lot, but it's, it's really rewarding. So mm-hmm. You how enjoy ma- it. The bonds that you how much it. travel is there involved with that? A lot. I leave next Sunday for Colorado, so, and then after that, I come back for, like, a week and then leave for Tennessee, and then after that, I go back to California and compete in the PGF. Ooh, what's part of California? Sorry, I'm from California. Um, I'm not sure. I always get excited when people go to California, Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach. Yeah. Have fun. Thank you. Have fun. It's a really nice area. Oh, I'm, Mm -hmm. yep. I used to hang out there all the time, all my summers. But yeah. So how so how do you hook up with a team like that? Um, like, uh, is that far away? I mean, how does how does how does that link happen? It was through the Joneses actually, because my team, I before that, right after Slamer split up, I played for Finesse, and then our team decided that we were just gonna be done, and then so I picked up with them in the fall, I think it was, or the winter. So that was it. It was a really great experience, and it has been. So I'm really thankful for that team. Mm-hmm. So uh, going into next season, what is your guys' biggest worry? Are you, are you worried about the expectations that, I don't know, where is there to go up from here? Or is it, or is a bigger worry maybe complacency that you're like, oh, we've already done this. We'll, we'll do this again. No, I don't necessarily think we're worried because we don't really worry about what other people think. I mm-hmm. think we're just going to do what we do and go with it. Um, obviously, <coughs> we're on top of the throne right now. So, like, <laughs> teams, we're going to have a target on our back. Um, so teams are going to pull out all the stops and um, compete their tail off to try and beat us. So I think that's, um, like, I don't know. I think it's what we expect. But also, we like Taylor said, we're not worried about it because as long as we do it, do what we do and put in our work and the time that it takes, um, I think we should have no issues. 
-hmm. Yeah, I think we're going to just give it our all because it is our most of our last years, mm -hmm. so I don't think we have anything to worry about, and we're just going to give it all for each other mm -hmm. since it is our last time, and, and just enjoy the moment and be present. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I mean, your guys' team is going to be loaded next year. I mean, yeah. I mean <laughs> losing Alexis Kozlowski is a big mm -hmm. hit loss, and Abby Radulski is a, a big contributor for you guys too, but, I mean, you essentially get – you won in the playoffs without Jaden, mm -hmm. so she basically kind of slides into Alexis Kozlowski's spot. Um, and then I think it did. How was Addison out too? Wrangler. She no? was for like a, a oh, game or two when she. Okay. Okay. Wow. Um. I guess the one thing I was gonna ask was, so what was it like being at the bottom of the dog pile at the end? You, you, <laughs> and, you and Aubrey were down there, and uh, um, Aubrey, Aubrey looks a little concerned. In the in the photo that I had, that I took. <laughs> I couldn't breathe, and Aubrey was at the bottom yelling, "Get off! I can't breathe!" <laughs> so, yeah, that pile was shortlisted. That was. We, we did not stay there for long. Were you still in pain from getting hit by the ball? Yes. So, like, to add that to yes. the mix of oh yep. my goodness, you were going through it. Yeah. You were going through I it. I was on the very bottom, and it did not feel great. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, the look on Aubrey's face. <laughs> we, were, we were on the bus, and we found the picture, and we all screenshotted it, and I think three of us at the same exact time sent it to the group chat and zoomed in on Aubrey's face, and we were like, Aubrey fighting for her life in this picture. It was, it was very funny. <laughs> oh, man. Nice work on the photo, dude. I don't know if that was mine. Oh, I thought it was. That's funny. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you guys have any superstitions? Like, how do y'all manage to sustain this level of greatness and not, like, be one superstition? Like, that has to. One superstition for me is, like, game day hairstyles. Like, just <laughs> in the postseason, post I would just do the same two braids and then a uh, braid in, in the ponytail. So that's one of mine. I think for me, it's my breakfast. <laughs> like what's the meal? What's, mm -hmm. the, what's, the, what's the breakfast meal? Um, yogurt and then a plain bagel with cream cheese. Like, that's what I ate all postseason, and it <laughs> seemed to work out fine. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just that's I just didn't veer away from that. Yeah, I don't really have one. I mean, I had my, corn, my hair in cornrows every postseason game, but I don't really have one. Paid off. Mm -hmm. well, that's just your tradition. Right? I like that. Right what about music? How are y'all trying to like as far as like, what was the go-to song after you guys got onto that bus? Realized you guys are state champs. You guys had someone had to have that aux cord, right? Um, someone had the aux cord. Yeah. So what was being played? Oh, uh, we ready or stunting on you? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, those were kind of our songs. Let's go. The whole year. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's where. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we just went through the playlist at the end of the day, kind of, and just listened to the good, upbeat songs. Yeah, because they wouldn't let you play stuff in the dugout yeah. like you normally can, right? Really? No. Not, mm -hmm. at the, not at the finals, the semifinals and finals, right? Mm -hmm. But they let you guys Because at the quarters playoffs. you were. Yeah, we did play it at the quarters. Just one yeah. song. Yeah, we got, we got one song, and we got Taylor Stanky Leg in. That's, that's <laughs> nice. one of Taylor's go-tos. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. That was the one you were dancing to, right? You did, and you did Cotton Eye Joe, yeah. I think, too. But yeah. we just did that in our heads. No music needed. <laughs> no music. That was... <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure. no. yeah, it showed how relaxed you guys were. Yeah. 
it's just kind of another psychological warfare against the other team. They're just like, we're so relaxed, we're just dancing before the game. Yeah, we like to dance before every game. I think it does help us clear our heads before the game, mm -hmm. and then we're just relaxed and go. Mm-hmm. Are you guys nervous at all, like, going into MSU? Like, I mean, you guys been there before, but is there any nerves going in, playing in their stadium like that? Because, I mean, you guys are playing out of college stadium, which I'm assuming most of you, all of you guys will be playing out of college stadium in a few years, but to be able to do it, your junior year and then win it. Like, were you guys nervous at all going into that? Uh, yes. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. There I was, can't blame you. Like, I just found out on the car right here, like, our game was sold out and no other people were allowed in. So there was really? a ton of people. And, like, behind the dish, I couldn't hear anything but the people in the crowd. Like, so it's kind of nerve-wracking. But wow. I held my composure and did what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. Did you see the one photo I got of you catching the ball and, like, right in front of the stands yeah. and the people in the front <laughs> row are freaking out like they think the ball's gonna hit them yeah. Yeah, they were <laughs> even scared. though there's a net in front of them yeah they were ducking but <laughs> they were ducky yeah, <laughs> oh, and what about you guys you didn't get a chance to any really answer there um yeah um a little bit obviously i play center field so like me Ooh. being in center field i just see everything and so uh, it was a little bit nerve-wracking and obviously it's hard like staying like one pitch focused like being in all the time but it's just something like I had to train myself to do to stay disciplined and stay all in um even though there were those distractions and it got really loud and but I you noticed the crowd from like center field like you noticed like there's that many people you just heard you just found out you guys yeah, game was sold out it was insane like just standing there and just taking it all in like it was yeah oh, it was that's surreal that's so cool yeah, I think just taking deep breaths really helped me because there, there are a lot of people there and they're here to watch you. But in the end, they're here to watch you and they're not, they're here to watch you succeed. So they're all there for you. So I think that like kind of brought me comfort in knowing that they're just, they're just here to watch a good game and watch us succeed. Were any of you guys able to check out any other games there besides your guys? Obviously you just played in one, but were you able to like watch any of the other? We watched the semifinal game. Of uh, what one was it? Joburg and Menden. Joburg and Menden. Mm. So that was kind of fun to just watch them and cheer Joburg on. But they lo they ended up losing, but it was still a pretty decent game. So game. that was fun Same to watch experience. them. And then we didn't get to watch any other games, so I didn't watch any other games. But yeah. Did you get to watch any of the baseball? Have you seen the stadium out there? The baseball stadium? Uh, yeah, so where we um, hit in the cages is right next to the bullpen um, at McLean Stadium. Mm -hmm. So we kind of got like a little bit of a glimpse, um, but I don't think any of us went in and caught any games. We got to watch some warm-ups, and whenever we were hitting, um, there was usually a kid warming up in the bullpen, um, but we didn't mm -hmm. really catch much of baseball. Well, I was just thinking as an outfielder. Have you seen the outfield at the baseball stadium? It's okay, so I'll show you a photo here. It has a berm on it in right field, where at the very end, right before the fence, mm -hmm. it goes up. The oh outfield goes gosh. up. Wow, I've never seen it. I'm, I, I had no clue. It is, it is weird. I've never seen a stadium like that before. But I think they have to have a berm there f to prevent flooding from the river. Oh, that makes sense. Everything, but it's in play. So if somebody hits one of the warning track, you're running, and then you hit a, 
a ramp basically to the wall. That's a little bit terrifying. That, yeah, and and kids get to the state finals, and then the outfielders have to, especially the right fielder. Yeah, that that would be awful. That's yeah. And it goes in a center even too. That's brutal. That's so brutal. It's the weirdest baseballs, college baseballs feature I've seen. That is brutal. All right, so we know you're going to play softball for the summer. Are any of you guys taking a break playing softball, or is just grind? The grind continues. No. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. Um, we start right back up. Like I have a tournament this weekend. Nice. So, and then I play every weekend in July. Wow. So. so you guys don't take any time off? No. Yeah, no, I leave. Do you on vacations at all? Because like, I know you're going to California, so you have to at least be taking some type of vacation in California. Are any of you guys taking any vacations in any of these spots that you guys are playing tournaments in? Nope. Um, I, we have our banquet Wednesday, and I leave Wednesday night after our banquet to go down to Detroit for a tournament that's Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. Jeez. I think I'm staying an extra day in Colorado. Nice. But... I think there's a couple. There might be like an extra day in California too, mm-hmm. but mostly I'm just there to play softball. I'll enjoy the scenery. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> a vacation for yourself. Yeah. So, who, so who has the most interesting nicknames on the team? Taylor T Baby. <laughs> oh <Whoa>, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess me. Yeah, I don't know. What are some of the, What are some of the other ones? We all have nicknames. Yeah, I mean, Brawley's is B Money. Lexi's is uh, I forget. Sorry, Lexi. Oh, what is it? Lexi. It's just Lexi. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> I call no her way. Shep. I call her Shep a lot. Um, there you go. Yeah, I, I don't really have any nicknames. Um, Lexi Aubrey's is probably my favorite. We call her Sauce. And then uh, she has that written on her. Elbow, elbow pad. Guard. Yes, right? yes. Yeah. Uh, that's probably my favorite one. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Jaden. Yeah, we call her Jade. JJ. Um, Kenny, Ken Dog. Yeah, Kenny is Ken Dog. Um, Wait, were you guys able to play your walk-up songs at the stadium? Yeah. No. No? Man, that was, that was a little bit of an adjustment in itself, I think, because I think walk-up songs, like help us like when we're going up just like what's yours like our, what's your guys' walk-up songs mine is desperado by rihanna love that mine is rolex i don't know who it's from but it gets me chill <laughs> mine is get low and i don't know who it's from either little john probably my favorite little john we, we get hyped to lexi's and taylor dances to hers mm-hmm. nice dance in the on deck circle yes right before i go up <laughs> we usually love when um Teams call timeouts right before Taylor gets up because she stands there and we play her song and obviously it gets like to the good part of the song when it gets played for longer. So she dances up there but while the team's conversing in the circle. You said it was an adjustment because obviously they weren't able to play you guys' walk-up songs. How did you, how were you guys able to adjust knowing that, what music even playing when you guys walked up or was it just dead quiet? No, um, it would just be like Brawley Miller Number 24, center fielder, off the bat, and then that's all. Simple. That's all. So how did you adjust? Mm -hmm. I think it was just, I think it literally only took one game, and I think we all kind of just were like, you just accepted it, and you were like. Did you play your music in your head at least? Yeah, Yeah, I did. I sang it to myself. Okay, there you go. That's one way. I kind of just talked positive to myself. (laughs) I don't know. I like that. 
I doubt it. So that way nothing floods my brain with, like, negative thoughts. I think it also helped a little bit, like, opening an ear to the crowd for that short little time walking up. Because, like, when you walked by, you were walking past all your home fans. So, like, you heard all the encouragement and the support. And I think that helped a little bit, too, calming me down when I went up to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, and it was in the, it was the quarterfinal at CMU that Aubrey hit the, the scoreboard, right? The scoreboard, yes. And you did that two years ago and yeah. at Cornerstone. Uh, how, how many times are you guys going to hit the scoreboard next year? Are you, do, you have a, do you have a target number for hitting scoreboards at stadiums next year? No, we don't, but I think that would be pretty cool. I think <laughs> it would be cool to hit, one, hit a scoreboard in all of our quarterfinal games. Like that would be, be really that'd be, cool. That'd be, that'd be cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. they, they all, you, I think against Divine Child, they, they were kind of close. They were in the vicinity of the scoreboard. Yeah, yeah. they were, yeah, they were Lexus was close. Um, Abby's was. I, I thought Abby's was going foul for a second before yeah. it went over. Yeah, uh, yeah hers, was, hers was more right of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And then what? Alexis's one in the finals was like dead center. Yeah. yeah. Pretty that much. One was, that one was. That um, was no doubter. Yeah. Jeez. Their field's 220 all the way around. And we normally play on 200. So if you think about it, that was just a bomb. That yeah. was like. Because it wasn't close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that ball would have gone like into someone's car windshield if it was being played at Gaylord. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> we've yes. hit many wow. cars and porta potties. Yeah, we've hit. Aubrey's hit the light pole. Um, yeah. Where's the furthest you guys hit the ball at your home stadium? Because obviously you just kind of told everyone it's I less than 300. I think Jaden. I mean, when she pulls it, it'll go into the track. Yeah, it'll go, go onto go. the football field. Yeah, it'll go onto the football field. If she gets a hold of one, it goes a long ways. Tony always uh, during practice whenever we're throwing when Coach Jones is throwing BP to us he takes his bucket out there and he's just (laughs) shagging parking lot bombs and um, when um, we have a group out there we actually have a designated group in our rotation that stands out there and shags. You guys ever done a home run derby at your practices at all? Saying, oh, Actually, we who have, hits the most? I don't think I mean, we that No? Me, and Yeah, one. I think <laughs> we do, like, usually, like, we just hit so many there, and, like, we'll as soon as that open. ball hits yeah. the cement, it is rolling forever. Like, if you don't get in front of it and stop it and knock it down, it is rolling forever. So, like, Taylor, I think oh. it was Taylor hit one that was absolutely smoked. And one of the girls was going to get it, and Coach Jones was like, "Yeah, she's in Mancelona right now. Like, they just roll forever." Sometimes we have to like park our cars. We try to park our cars not close to the field, so that way our cars don't end up getting hit. Yeah. Has anyone's car accidentally got hit with a softball? Taylor's has like yeah. damage. Yeah. <laughs> That's brutal. That's brutal. Avery, Avery Dent. Or Avery cracked a windshield when we were at um, Cadillac for our regional games. Avery smashed a windshield. Her uncle's windshield, windshield actually. Oh my! Nice. Wow. Damn. What are your guys' uh, favorite chants that you guys do from the from the dugout? Mine's probably the bucket cheer. That one's pretty fun and gets us all out of our. I don't know. Just gets us cheering. Uh, yeah, I really like the bucket cheer. Um, I also like when we do Tater Gator for Taylor. That one's fun, too. Oh, I like the who's that up about the big old booty and a big old bat. <laughs> and then I also like the too low one. Yeah. 
I was hoping you would bring that one up. I just think that's funny. I've never heard anyone use that one before. That that chant. That is it original for you guys, or did you get it somewhere else? Yeah, I think we got it from somewhere, but I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah I've never heard anybody else use it. We yeah. see a lot of so. TikToks with like yeah. softball cheers. Like yeah, I was gonna ask, is TikTok you guys just influence for a lot yeah, of your cheers? Yeah, and then we sent it to our group chat and learn them. Yeah, like the one that was like, "Move, coach, get out the way." Yeah, like that, <laughs> one. that one was <laughs> that one was good. I like that. That was awesome. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> that that was especially good during the finals because he was kind of hobbled. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then had that one hit at him. And uh, so I thought that was exceptionally funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like singing DMX in my head now. That's yeah. funny. I know. I know. I I need to thank you guys because I got a de- decent tan this week from being outside so much covering your guys' game. Uh, <coughs> I got my tan even though I use sunscreen. I got, I got my tan in Toledo. I'm good to go. That was awesome. That was fun. Nice I game. Think we all got some yeah, I have to use 100 SPF when I go outside because I'm so white. So and I and I got burnt through that. So worth it though. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Which so. which game did you get burnt? Semifinals, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I was fried that night. I was fried. We all got a lot of colored workers. Like we were all sitting there at dinner that night, and we were all just looking at each other. And <laughs> like, Dang, like we got some sun today. Yeah, we always yeah. have to, like, put sunscreen on our head, too, because if, um, for your braid parts, then they'll oh, get scorched. Yeah, yeah. Our part yeah, yeah, yeah. fried, too. Like, it was rough taking a shower that night because yeah. my part <laughs> was fried. Yeah. Uh, I, felt the, I felt that thing. Oh. I can see that. I've had that where you get... I felt that. My hair used to be, like, a lot longer than it before, and I used to, like, braid it, so I would have to, like, put sunscreen on the middle of my hair. And when I did it, I... I I've experienced it. It hurts. It's you don't even want to shower. It's like how mm-hmm. just gotta wait. It's terrible. I don't. Know, I don't. I don't part my hair or anything like that. But I've had times where I've gone to the beach and been there long enough that I've had like just a sunburn underneath my hair. It's brutal. I feel like it's pain. I feel like pain. So yeah, a sunburn in your hairline it hurts. It's brutal. So not really anything you can do about it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> My last question to you guys would be, how cool was it to see you guys? Because you mentioned it, one of you guys mentioned it when you were walking past your home dugout. You can hear you guys' crowd. How cool was it to have the Gatorloa community just pack? I mean, nobody could get in. Packed the entire stadium. Not just one day, but both days. Yeah, we were all really appreciative of it um, because... I don't know, Gaylord's never really experienced anything like that. And for all of them to just show up and support us, I think that was a really cool experience. And then when we got home and everyone was lined up through town, and then I think we all were crying our eyes out when we came through town and just saw everyone lined up like on the streets waiting for us to get home. And then when we got to our school, and how everyone was lined up in our softball field and welcomed us home there with signs and we got flowers and there was a huge slip and slide and what? I don't know it was it was insane and it was so much. Any of you guys so go on the slip and slide? Any of you guys go on every single? That's yes, the, we got all the coaches to go on it. All nice. girls went multiple times. Like it, it was really cool. It was. Like, yeah, I was wondering if you guys got some type of like welcome home introduction or like <laughs> send off. From like, like Taylor said in the beginning, like we have not gone one place without like being congratulated and hugged and 
like just told like how awesome that experience was and it's really cool because like like we left a legacy and it's going to be talked about for a long a time yeah quite a bit and a long time. um i don't know it's just i don't know it was really cool and then like we've had people reaching out to mrs parker and nice. setting up stuff like we all have pedicures set up for no Wednesday way at treetops they're giving us pedicures half off and like it's yeah it's insane okay right this now. is what i wanted to know like yeah. do you guys get that treatment like we are state finalist treatment because i asked glenn lake about this and there wasn't really much but you're getting half off on pedicures that's <laughs> that yeah. you guys made it you guys made it and then i don't know that night when we went back to the parker's house to celebrate um bc pizza donated 13 pizzas and like eight breadsticks to our team. Dude, like, shout out to Gaylord, yeah, man. That is insane. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so <laughs> sick. What? Yeah, we got a lot. I could tell. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, run it back one more time. So you may never have to pay a meal ever again in that city. Yeah. <laughs> run it back one more time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's pretty. Co- it's got to be pretty cool for you guys that, I mean, this is the first state championship in Gaylord and one of the, I guess, one of the, the main sports you know or the the long time sports you know the football basketball the diamond sports mm-hmm. i guess are kind of considered maybe to be like the the major sports so and you guys feel kind of like pioneers a little bit being <laughs> yeah, the first yeah first yeah. team from gala to do this yeah definitely yeah that's dope man yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely a dream come true like we put so much effort and time into this and no, we're just finally getting like the recognition that I feel like we've worked for. Mm-hmm. Well deserved too. Like not many, I feel like not many teams or not many people like they think that we'll make it there, but they don't. I don't know. They expect us to make it there, but then it's like, like last year we lost to Escanaba, and normally we wouldn't lose like that. And I think it was kind of just a disappointment for us. But people expect us to do all this stuff, but we finally actually did it this year. I just, I don't know, it still feels like unreal. Like, I was talking to my dad last night, and he was like, we were talking about something during the game. I've rewatched the game like three different times now. Like, I'll go back on NFHS and just watch the game again. And I, I was talking to my dad, and he was like, yeah, yesterday. And then he said something about yesterday, and I was like, that was yesterday. Like, like, that really happened like it, i don't know it's just really unreal yeah yeah <laughs> yep, what yep. Said. <laughs> <laughs> well and you guys are probably i'm going to assume be the favorites next year so maybe you can get maybe next year you'll have to bug treetops and say they next year we should do it next year they're free yeah well thanks for coming in thanks for making the trip from gaylord and congratulations on and making history. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Congrats, guys. Congrats. Good luck. Thank congrats. you for having us. Thank you for having us. All right. Thank you again to Brawley, Lexi, and Taylor for joining James and Jordan in the Get Around Podcast Studio. The Get Around is brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations in Traverse City. They make subs that are freaky fresh. They do it freaky fast because they're Jimmy John's. Freaky. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get into the Get Around Hall of Fame. And uh, we have several nominations, but uh, the one that we know is going to win will be James's nomination. So we'll, 
We'll get to that last. Uh, I will go first. I'm going to go with uh, Traverse City West thrower Avery Lottie. Uh, the junior took ninth in the shot put and 21st in the discus at the Nike Track and Field Outdoor Nationals in Oregon uh, over the weekend. Uh, she was a regional champion and soon to be a 2023 Record Eagle Dream Teamer. Uh, launched the shot put 38 feet, one and a half inches, and the discus won uh, 106 feet and nine inches. Uh, she was one of several area athletes there. Uh, wanted to give shout outs to these. We'll have a little coverage in Wednesday's edition of this uh, one of several athletes, along with Bessie Central's Hunter Jones, Buckley's Aiden Herrand, uh, who are our uh, track and field boys and girls uh, athletes of the year, Frankfurt's Grace Wolf, and then the uh, Johannesburg Lewiston relay teams of Blake Fox, Malachi Gasho, Jeremiah Witt, Jacob Wartenberg, and Dusty Lehman, and then the girls team of Yolanda Gasho, Ra- Rosalinda Gasho, Madeline Agron, Ali Nowak, and Carly Campbell. Uh, they all competed in the four-day event out in Oregon. So that is my long-winded nomination for Traverse City West thrower Avery Lottie. Uh, Jordan, yeah. your nomination. Well, Buckley already has, like, the street post signs oh, up yeah, they do. for all their state champions in yeah. track already. Yeah, they do. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I saw Hang- them. You know, banners hanging from the street signs with all yeah. the, the state Sweet. champions that I'm- they had. I am going to throw that into my story for uh, the girls' track and field team, which will be coming out, all region team coming out Sunday, uh, yeah. June 25th. That's right. Uh, mine goes to uh, Joe Berg's pitcher, Jaden Marlette. Uh, although the outcome is not how they planned, she uh, she pitched outstanding. Seven innings, allowed one hit, uh, two earned runs, four runs, 15 strikeouts. And six walks. Fifteen strikeouts. She struck out at least two 15. batters in every inning. Fifteen. Every inning, awesome. she got two Ks. That's fifteen strikeouts in seven innings. She also scored their run. Yeah, that too. That too. and scored a run too. She she had a phenomenal game, all around game. So, yeah. All right, James. Uh, who's who's going in this week? Who are we inducting? Uh, the, the entire Gaylord softball team, of yeah. course. Division two state champions finished the season thirty nine and two. They went 16-2 and two against teams that were in the final Coaches Association rankings. Um, not just ones who were ranked at the beginning of the year, the ones at the end. Uh, the only two teams they lost to were uh, Macomb, Dakota, who was ranked number one at the, in the final poll and in Division One, and Division One Heartland, who they split a doubleheader with and who ended up winning the Division One state title. Wow. That's unreal. Extremely, extremely impressive 2023 campaign from that Gaylord softball team whose mm-hmm. destiny was to win a state championship. And I, I'm so glad and so proud of them that they were able to do that. Really, really special, special moment and special accomplishment. Uh, congrats to every single player, coach, family member, fan, whatever. Uh, uh, an accomplishment to be very, very proud of. So uh, congratulations to the entire 2023 Gaylord softball team. Not only are you state champions, but you are also the latest inductees into the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. And that team is so loaded. So loaded. I mean, it's – and they're going to have so much back next season. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to lose two key contributors – um, but they didn't have Jaden Jones for the entire playoffs, so she essentially replaces one of them. 
Um, you know, everybody's going to be a year, a year more developed. So I can't. I mean, they have to start off next season ranked number one at the very beginning. Um, they were yes. number one most of this year. Easy. Uh, I think they started off the season two or three, and then moved up to one eventually. Jeez. But uh, yeah, they they have to be the prohibitive favorite to do this again next season. Yeah, they could certainly go. They could certainly go back to back, and I'm sure that would make a lot of people happy. Speaking of happy, <laughs> let's finish off the show. Happy endings, ladies and gentlemen. What made you happy inside and outside of sports uh, this week? For me, uh, pretty easy. Uh, I, I have got uh, a, a wonderful uh, week ahead of me. Uh, Harrison Beebe, seven and four sports director, is coming down to Chicago. We are going to AEW Dynamite on Wednesday night. And then Friday, Saturday, and uh, Sunday, I will be in Houghton Lake and enjoying some uh, time away from work, although I will be working Sunday's shift. Uh, that's fine. Sunday's shift is usually relatively pretty easy, especially in the off-season where we're at right now. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's making me happy. Let me ask you guys a question here uh, real quick. I saw on Twitter, uh, it was a tweet. Um, and it was uh, every local sports writer uh, when the high school sports season is over, and it was a gif of uh, Kendall from uh, Succession <laughs> looking very sad and very morose uh, and depressed and upset. That's not really the reaction that I have when the high school sports season is over. I'm not saying that I don't like my job um but i'm also not depressed and sad when the high school sports season is over in fact i'm happy because uh it's a little less of a daily grind i'm i mean we're still working every day we're still doing stuff every single day but it's also it the grind is over and it's a tough grind you for can relax. those nine months, you yeah, can kind of relax. Like, I know. I yeah. now know what you guys are say. I went. I now have gone through one whole year. I now know what you guys talk about. So, yeah, yeah that, I, that, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. It's a it's a gnarly grind. It's a, it's it gnarly. really is. And like it, it is nice to have these three months or a couple of months anyway to kind of decompress. Oh, James, mm-hmm. James, did you did you find the tweet? And I found a different one. You found a different I found one, one from uh, from Drew Kohani at the uh, Petoskey News Review. I don't know if we're allowed to mention a competing newspaper, but oh, I don't, uh, he post, I, yeah. he posted okay. one that said every high school sports writer in Michigan this Monday every year. So it was the Monday after uh, that that Saturday where you have the track state finals and baseball and softball playoffs and and golf and tennis and just everything right. going on at the same time. And it's just a picture of a guy lighting his laptop on fire. That's <laughs> a gif of a guy lighting his laptop on fire. <laughs> Oh, yeah. boy. Right? I mean, I, and we do I'm love sorry, the athletes, like, but man. Yeah. Boy. But need a minute sometimes. Need a minute. It, it's yeah, it is a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. Okay, sorry yours? to have sidetracked us there. Uh, guys, what's making you what's making you guys happy? What's yours, James? Oh, I, well, since I was down in Lansing this weekend, uh, you know, I stayed with some family down there and and got to hang around with uh, my niece and nephew and their their new kids. Um, that they adopted, and so I took their I took their kids to their first baseball game, to a Lansing Lugnuts game on Saturday night after the the Gaylord Championship and everything. And uh, you know, my niece Rory talked her way into getting a baseball after the oh, game very nice. from from, uh, from the dugout. 
and uh, so it, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. awesome. All right, Jordan, what made you happy this past week? Yeah, uh, so I planned out thinking Joe Boyd was going to advance, but which allowed me to spend more time with my cousins. I drove down to Birmingham this weekend. Uh, on a spontaneous note, we decided to go visit my other cousin who go- attends Toledo University. So I got my got a chance to hang out in Toledo for uh, basically a whole day. All my cousins, like we all went. It's the first time that ever that me and three others were all together in one area. It's never happened ever. So it, that was really cool. Like it's that was a moment. That was a moment that we'll all remember forever. So that was cool. All right. Well, very good. Uh, glad those things made you happy. And hopefully to our Audible viewers listening to episode 254 of the Get Around podcast uh, made all of you very happy. We do our best to bring you some uh, fine entertainment, uh, even if it is 55 minutes of us filling out uh, a uh, player questionnaire. Um, I did not expect it to go that long, but it did. <laughs> And this is where we're at. So uh, my apologies uh, to everyone that we were going to talk about in the Pulse. My apologies, obviously, to Matt Damon. Uh, we don't have time for him this week. Uh, that is a, it's a, little, it's a, little, a little Jimmy Kimmel joke right there. It's a little inside. Um, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, uh, so this has been episode 254 of the Get Around Podcast. I've been your host, Brennan Queeley. Uh, for James, for Jordan, thank you all so much. And with that, episode 254... James's Jimmy John's cookie is in the books.